0: Hey guys, I'm Sean, I'm the saxophonist. I'm Paul, the drummer. I'm Dave Jr., I'm the vocalist, and we are The the Bosker. And you're listening to Building Bridges podcast. Building
1: Bridges.
2: You're good to go.
3: Hello everyone, welcome to Building Bridges, I'm Dave and I'm alone today because I've been abandoned by Sebi and Jan and uh, that normally would be you know, bad enough on its own, but I just had to interview the busker alone and there's an unfortunate and maybe hilarious reason for that. Uh, Jan and I actually interviewed the busker a few days ago, but uh, we learned a very valuable lesson and that's to back up your backups. And uh, the audio just vanished. And the audio that we had that did work was unusable. So we had to go crawling on our hands and knees back to the busker. And luckily, they are such wonderful guys. And their head of media for Malta, Rodian, was so lovely. Uh, We got to talk to them again. So I feel like they're almost like friends now because we've spoken to them so much. And yeah, so I really hope you like the interview because uh, the boys really went above and beyond for this. And uh, here they are. So, uh, yeah, we'll start off where we did last time. So now I know for sure uh, John Paul is not only the member of the band that's been there the longest, but also the oldest. (laughs) (laughs) I, I I know what that's like to be on a team of three and be the oldest, so that's fine so uh, can, you, can you give us a little summary of how the band got to its current form for current trio
2: so the busker has been around for the past 10 years uh the the name origin i originated uh, from the time that we were playing in the streets of malta uh, it was founded by myself and uh, and my friend and uh, together we started busking in the streets of, of malta we started out as a folk duo uh, so our side at the beginning, which was more acoustic, more folk uh, and sort of we wanted to portray the idea of um, of a busker playing in the streets and making people happy. And uh, but we were always ambitious in terms of we wanted to evolve musically. And that's where Sean came in then. Uh, he brought the jazz blues influence to, to the group. And um, we also had a basis, basis on board, uh, which uh, which introduced sort of like this rock and roll band uh, getting some inspiration from the 60s, 70s. And uh, from then on, we released two two albums. Uh, again, if you, hear, if you hear both albums, you can see different influences as well, because one was released uh, in 2016 and the other one was released in 2018, which was the last official album that released as a busker but then moving forward uh we had a change in lineup and that's where dave came in yes, and yes. again he brought new elements into um, into our music uh we shifted more into the soul funk pop uh style and uh and from then on then we released our epx which was sort of was a collaboration with other local artists one of them was dave as well in this how we introduced Dave into the group. And then from then, we uh, we are here now. Uh, we just uh, participated in the multi-European song contest and we won it with, the, with our own uh, track dance, our own party, which represents this style of the group uh, in 2023. So dance is, is what we are as a busker
0: uh, in the present. Um, just to add something that John mentioned is that the band always, um, invested in in the new challenge and furthermore because we get a lot of questions of what genre the band is at the moment or if dance our own party represents the sound moving forward um i think to answer the question is i think we take um queens um uh, the queen band's what template of the approach how approach approach how they approach music and the fact that the band itself doesn't have a genre per se, but what it does is makes it into what we are as a band. And I think moving forward, we always um, believe that music is is kind of a photograph in time of where the band is at and what um, the band is listening to as influences. And I think every every month that, that changes, a new photograph is taken with, with our new sound.
3: Yeah, no, it makes sense because I found, I found it really difficult myself even to try and categorize you like in, in one genre. It's, it's impossible. So uh, congratulations again on winning the Maltese Eurovision Song Contest. No, thank you. No, I'm really thrilled. Uh, it was really, it was, it was a long process for us watching on television because it seemed like it went on for months and months and months. So I don't know how it must have felt for you guys especially in the final when the voting was happening and the, the televote was coming in and you weren't dying yeah you weren't I you died. weren't leading and then all of a sudden you got all those televote points but it wasn't over so how how did you keep so cool we weren't keeping cool we <laughs> <laughs> were <laughs> dying you, inside we were dying I was dying outside
1: as well to be honest so, some, some clips were scared I think they <laughs> ended them out because I looked horrible. <laughs> But as yeah. such, when you start off the counting of the votes, mentally you don't start saying, "I really want to win, I really want to win." But as the mm-hmm. time goes by, the pressure starts to mount. You know, the jury votes came in, and then your turn for the public vote came in. You'd be expecting, you'd be wanting a massive number. You know, at, at that yeah. point, it starts the competitive um, feeling starts to to come in a bit. But it, it was never really the main, you know, uh, prerogative
0: <laughs> to be yeah. competitive. It, it happens as you're waiting for that. That result uh, coming, but also like from from day one, um, the fact that there were forty um, contestants um, in, in in the running for the title this year. Um, I think it's the first time they Malta introduces the quarterfinal stage, the semifinal stage, and then the final stage. First, I think as a band, it um, it helped us with the narrative to eventually get the title of, of the representatives for Malta. But, because every step of the competition gave us or taught us how we should tackle the next, step, next stage. Right. Um, what went in our favor is that the quarterfinals, um, they were planned to just be a static shot, kind of. No staging, yep. no expensive choreography, just the song and the artists. Um, in our case, it played a bit in favor because there were more than one element on stage Um, and as a band we wanted to make sure that not just the vocalist is representing the band um, because the act is the band Um, and therefore I think it played in our favor having three of us on stage having a bit of a choreography and, and that propelled us into the next phase which was the semifinals where we saw that the response was in our favor considering that um, what worked in the quarterfinals can work for the semis but obviously with more flavors more staging, yeah. more colors and more flamboyance in a way um, as a band I think it was a good learning curve because we come from a from a performer um, and from a performer background in the sense that we're used to improvising on stage and having no plan whatsoever <laughs> who's falling and who's yeah. missing <laughs> the note and who's um, nearly about to get caught in the cables, yeah. <laughs> um, but but that's that was the learning curve. I think putting ourselves in a structured form made us a bit more disciplined and aware of how much we need to take care moving forward of the performance and how we're looking on stage. I remember that one when we were um, invited to, to take a thirty-second teaser clip. For our song, I don't know if you followed that day Yeah. Um, so that was actually the first time a snippet of a song was was released. Um, <laughs> we we were worried because I felt that we looked cooler than we did uh, <laughs> up until that clip was released. Um, I felt very, 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 very. Um, concerned, or what's the word, self-conscious, yeah. that moving forward, we need to be a bit more aware um, of how we're acting and how we look, um, because uh, even though it it is not it is not usually our first priority, it is definitely a priority in, 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 in the something or the context of this um, competition. Yeah,
3: but I, th- I think you, you really narrowed right. in on it there, because... You said, like, there were 40 acts this year. Like, your your fans follow this. And in the beginning, it's so overwhelming. Like, the the joke is, like, oh, my God, is, like, everybody and and their their cow in Malta participating this? Like, is the whole population going? So you you get 40 snippets, and it's, like, there's so much. And then, like, you you got to the quarters and the semi, and every time you elevated, elevated, especially this year, there were a lot of ballads. So like you said, we, you, the three of you on stage, it was like a breath of fresh air was something different and just elevate, elevate. And I think you took a lot of people by surprise in the, in the final. So I don't...
1: We were
0: surprised just, as well. Yeah.
1: <laughs> something you said was a, re, a repetition of the narrative. As you said, breath of fresh air, that was something I was yeah. repeating when I was seeing the comments on, on Facebook and all that. Yeah. After, Like post-mortem, after every performance, you, you see the social media before yeah. you sleep, up till about four in the morning. <laughs> in the morning <laughs> yeah. The <answer>. um, <laughs> So, automatically, you start to see, oh, so that's, that's the the idea, general approach of, of the people. And that's that's yeah. what they grasp onto from the whole thing, you know? Mm-hmm. So, at the quarters, there wasn't much to grasp onto apart from the song. But then when the semis and the finals came in, there was a lot to grasp onto. And right. you start to see what people really started to like in terms of the characteristics of forward.
3: That's it with Eurovision, right? Stand out, but in a good way. Don't stand out for a bad break, you know? <laughs> <laughs> Because there's been lots of that, too.
2: Which, so- for us... It was a risk. Being different for me yeah. is always a risk because yeah. you're representing a new formula and you don't know if the audience are going to accept it or not. Um, human beings yeah. tend to, to to feel comfortable when they see something familiar that yeah. they can re- relate to. And, and so uh, for us, it was a, a risk. But at the same time, we wanted to make sure that we are representing ourselves. So uh, And it worked out because at the end yeah, of the yeah. day, uh, they felt related to, to our act. I'll
1: never forget the moment when we watched the whole thing on television at John's house. It was such <laughs> a moment. Really. They got one shot in the quarterfinals, they got one shot of the turn, like of the chorus. And when that came on the television, we were all like shouting. Doing the women were all shouting, ah! We were losing
3: it. It happened! <laughs> it worked out! <laughs> you should have filmed that and put it on
2: your Instagram. That would have been amazing no, as a reel. No, Did one you? of us filmed it for sure,
0: but we didn't. The, no, no. <laughs> we that's another thing. We were not so social media conscious back then. Our idea of a post was um posing and lifting John's beagle over our heads and saying that we are the underdogs. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We went there man. <laughs>
3: but you can never fail with a dog post. They always do well, right? Yeah. So um so again, you've got your 40 it's a little jokey but in in reality like malta is so small you, you must have known a lot if not all of the other 39 competing acts so what's it like competing against a lot of people that you already know and, and probably some of your friends
0: well um there are two good two ways to look uh, look at it i think um yes a lot of the acts were familiar we didn't know them personally because again i think we we ca- we come from a different um, scene in Malta. You have the the alternative scene, which tends to huddle up as a unit and and uh, kind of cross cross support each other. You have the pop scene, which tends to be a bit more competitive with each other. There's still a there's still a unity between them, but I think they work a little, a little bit more independently. Then there's us, which we never actually found our place in in this um, in the spectrum. The awkward little hole in the middle, right? Yeah, yeah. I think <laughs> we are we are too pop to be in the alternative, but we're too alternative to be pop. Yeah. Um, but there were definitely some some contestants which we've worked with before. Personally, there was Matt Black who um i managed to become good friends with um during x factor season 2 um we we took yeah we took the relationship next um the, the same summer to release a single together it's called maria so well, that's a plug there um, <laughs> but then he managed to share um the stage with us as a band as well performing the same song on on different occasions um and he definitely he showed his full sportsmanship and support as soon as we kind of were set to take the title um, with, with our public voting. He just came over, um, gave us a hug, kissed us on our forehead. And it's something yes. that a lot of people do not know about Matt and also the contestants, that they were in so full support of of us. So like backstage, it was just an an exchange of laughter and, and experiences there was fabrizio carnello who's a legend and yeah, he, this, and, <laughs>
1: yeah
0: I mean, and like I mean, and he was I mean, constantly just happy to be there there was yeah. close to zero level of competitiveness between us all um and, and i think that gave us a bit more confidence that how how the story ended um we just made and built bridges uh, nice, nice, nice. <laughs> rather, rather than rather than um, created uh, drama, because we always we always were um, uh, autonomous to that as a band, and we're happy that in the context of a competition, we managed not just us like we can't take the full responsibility, but everyone managed to create a, a, a nurturing environment for everyone. Myself personally, I, I also worked with Ryan Healy.
2: Last year, when uh, there was the X Factor Mota going on, and sort of, and in, in that edition, he won it. So I was very, very, very super happy for him. And this year, it happened the, the other way around. And he came to talk to me like, Well done, now it's your time. So again, it was nice of us supporting each other. He's really sweet, right? He's really sweet, he's really sweet.
3: Yeah. No, I'm not surprised. Everyone I spoke to, like, I got to speak to Matt Black in the lead up to the final yeah. as well. And I'm not surprised that he's so generous and open and, and friendly like that too and i'm sure he'll be back next year if there's another national final mm, for sure yeah um so now that you've won how how has life been like are you like like super mega stars now in malta can you go shopping and can you get, go about your daily lives without being hassled i wouldn't go so far as to say mega superstars but as in, it's nice <laughs> to go have a
1: couple of people say hey congratulations we, uh, we voted for you like that was and something special was like that everyone keeps insisting that like it was everyone's victory, you know, and that's really special. When people relate to a win on a level. the win was on a personal level always, but on a greater level, it was the whole country's because everyone felt justified in the win. And that's something which really stood out for me. And I still can't believe at this moment. And that's probably why certain levels of attention are being given as in because everyone feels like they're a part of the, the whole project and everything that happened.
0: Uh, yeah. one of the best comments which I, I've received and we all received as a band um, sometimes I find that it's far-fetched but every day that someone recognizes us um, it proves them a bit more is the fact that a lot of people say that we united a country on a decision like mm. it's very rare um, again it's I find it a, it's a bit um, what's the word? Uh, embolished like it's, it's too, too, too good to be true to say that yeah. we united a country with this with with this but every day like we get to be told that we are good artists and that they're happy us uh, for us to be representing the country for them um and that is the biggest outcome for us is that for the first time personally but i i definitely am speaking for the rest of us that um we don't need to tell ourselves that we are artists or that we're musicians and the, for the first time is coming um externally rather than internally um, and I think it definitely has placed or gave us a bit of peace for, for the next two or three months. Mm. The fact that for the first time we, we can see ourselves for who we've always worked to be. But that's a really good narrative
3: though, that you, you mentioned that you united Malta because of course this year your uh, vision has chosen the, the slogan United by Music. So you yeah. fit you fit perfectly into that, right? As you're as you're let about to head stars off. Stars the yeah, end. yeah.
0: And Malta, Malta's slogan was let us shine. And we actually shone with our sparkly. <laughs> 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 with our sparkly jumpers at the end. Yeah.
3: No, and and like you said, like there was no no scandal this year. Uh from Malta, last year was a bit dodgy when the song changed. People were a bit outraged. And there's a lot of lot of drama going on with some other countries that we won't mention this year, but Malta, like you guys are just, you're on your way, nice and perfect, no scandals. We love it. Hmm. No. Well, not that anybody knows about, but of course you won't. Uh, we don't want to get you in any oh. trouble. So we'll, we'll move on. We'll move on. Um, <laughs> so uh, you've got 36 new competitors now, which is better. You you had a 1 in 40 shot before, now you're down to a 1 in 37. Have you had a chance in all this madness to like listen to any of the other songs? Uh, any favorites? Any any artists you're really looking forward
0: to meeting? Well, get um, to Liverpool, we're definitely meeting to looking forward to meet everyone. Like we Everybody. we tend to be like those three little dogs running and chasing after every <laughs> anyone who's willing to give us <laughs> a bit funny. of like a shake of the head or. Or, or like a pet, because that's who we are. Like we so always are so excited about being in this kind of environment. Like, yeah, music is something that makes us feel like we're the littlest of boys at the same time, the biggest of, of, of uh, fans to everyone. Like, that's who we are. Um, it's an extension of what you were saying before, because feeling like
1: artists, it it, it gets greatly enhanced when you're amongst yeah. so many great artists,
0: you know? That's that's it should be. Um, I think personally, like we're all excited to meet everyone. Personally, I've, I'm have i definitely looking forward to share thoughts and, and try and get to know um, everyone's take on music, you know, like um, try to find out more about how they got to have their song and how they wrote it. It's just me being the music nerd and loving songwriting in general. Um, I don't know, guys. Yeah. Yeah
2: for me it's more or less the same ma'am um, i'm very excited to to meet other artists especially at the pre parties where sort of there is not that competitive element so it's sort of more like a celebration of why we are here so uh, i'm looking forward to uh, to sort of meet these artists in a more relaxed environment you know where we are all sharing same stage and we are enjoying yeah. our music and sort of yes and and get um sort of we try to inspire sort of get inspiration from, from, uh, from each other, you know, sort of, I think that's the beauty yeah. in music that you get inspired by, uh, from different artists. So uh, as Sean was saying as well, the fact that you're going to meet them there in Paris and you exchange conversations that in itself is, uh, can inspire you to, you know, to, to write new music yeah. for the next, step, for the next yeah. step. Yeah. Cause we will be crossing
3: our fingers for some collaborations in the summer. Because there's always a few between Eurovision contestants that meet at the at the venue, right? And then in the summer we always get a few nice hits that come out afterward. Um so now, yeah, plug away. So like what can you what can you tell us what's what's next? So win or lose Eurovision. Is there a third album in the works? Are there are there tour dates coming? If everything goes well, what do you hope?
0: You can never lose in Eurovision. No, no, it's it's too big yeah. a stage, I think. Yeah, like I think um, we we we're so like honored and and we have to pay respect to the fact that um, Eurovision is such a big stage and such a big platform. Um, this is definitely peak in our career. Um, if it gets repeated or not, I think we can just be satisfied with this. But being us, we're not easily satisfied. No, no. <laughs> and the music has always been at the center of our lives. so what people can expect from us is that once this uh, these two months and this experience has given the fruit of, of, of our labor, basically, um, uh, we can definitely we'll be definitely working back in this studio um, again, this is our studio just so looks, you know, it looks later. very cozy. Yeah, this is yeah. the producer said. Uh, that's the live room, um, but yeah, um, we always keep music at the center. So we'll definitely be working on our on, on new music and more original tracks. So anyone who would like to follow us whilst um, during the Eurovision um, experience, uh, you can all find us on Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all the works. Um, <laughs> make anyway like. If you guys want to drop a message, we all um, believe that that communication is key. Um, we all make sure to try and reply to every message we receive. So any fan art, any any sort of um, uh, opinion about our songs, we op- welcome with open arms because that's the type of artist we want to be. Um, make sure you guys follow this podcast. Um, and we would like to thank um building bridges for giving us the opportunity to to share our thoughts um thank you for sticking through to this broadcast. we hope we have instilled a bit of interest in in our band and our music and our journey and maybe more so for this year's eurovision song contest vote for, uh... vote for us if you have the chance yeah though
1: because
3: you'll be in the first semi-final you're going second Yep. so so fingers 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 crossed uh if you're listening give the boys a vote i mean can we can we mention sean with the with the saxophone we haven't seen a saxophone on stage in eurovision in so long i i think for a lot of fans it's going to be like the second coming of, of epic sax guy from moldova <laughs> uh-huh. so so fingers crossed guys thank you again so so much for doing this uh really means the world
2: thanks, thanks so thank much thanks a lot thank you. nice day nice day
3: and just like that, through the magic of podcast technology, when it works, we now have Sebi. So Sebi, you just got to listen to the interview that you couldn't be a part of because you were off learning your 40-second language or whatever it was. Yeah. So uh, what did you think?
2: Oh, I loved it. I just listened to it, and I think you guys really hit it off, right? Maybe it was because you were already familiar, but I think it had good chemistry. Yeah,
3: I guess all the awkwardness was out of the way at that point.
2: Yeah. And they even reminded uh, me a little bit of us, you know, they also did like, they also have a Dave and then they also like three guys who introduced them. So <laughs> that was really sweet. And yeah, it was very strange for me because I joined you and Jan after your first interview and I was like, did you even record it? Because it was perfectly fine <laughs> for you and for Jan, but it was like the bus never even joined you. So yeah, I still have my suspicions on that. <laughs>
3: Yeah, well, it it really happened. It went well, and I'm glad it's over. I'm glad uh, they were able to join us again.
2: We have many more interviews on the way, so stay tuned on our Instagram to find out who that is. We are building on the line bridges, on the line podcast there, and subscribe to our podcast wherever you're listening to us. Thank you so much. Ciao. Bye-bye.